All right, welcome to podcast number 82 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. I'm Russell Dowden, your host and publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. And this week is podcast number 82. Joining me on the program is going to be two gentlemen. Hunter Robinson and Skylar Purcell are going to be coming on here with me in just a minute. This is our show. We're going to be talking about the Sky and Hobbs organics case up in Navarro County. Our friend Jay McGuire, we talked about this case when Jay was on with David at the law firm and, and talking with the Texas Hemp Federation. So a few weeks ago, if you were watching podcast 77 or 8 or 9, I think it was 79 maybe, we told Jay about the case of Skyler um, and Hunter, and Hunter having been uh, gotten his crops taken away from Navarro County Sheriff's, and we're going to let the guys tell their story today. So this is uh, an article that's forthcoming from one of my reporters, Rachel Nelson, has got a story about this in the Texas Hemp Reporters June edition. And some good news has occurred as of last week, and we're going to let the guys tell us all about it. Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show, guys. Hunter Robinson and Skylar Purcell from Sky and Hobbs. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good to see you. Good doing to well. Thanks for having us, Russell. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. We are happy to help with this kind of thing. You guys... I don't know if it was Skyler or Hunter. One of you emailed me about a month, about six weeks ago to the Observer's story. And I don't know if Carl wants to share that, but we could, but there was an article, here we go, that made in the Observer up in North Texas. And we got on this and I got a reporter on it. Was that you, Skyler, that, that reached out to me? That was me. Um, I was trying to get our story out to any type of advocacy group and, and people from our, our industry and our understanding um, you know, just trying to spread the word as much as possible to get that exposure and, and just let people know what's going on and what, what's what's specifically going on with us. And I guess for starters, do you want to tell them what happened last week? Yeah. Um, so to, to those that have been following the the this crazy disaster, um, last week I received an email um, from the county, um, basically the state of Texas went ahead and dismissed our case because um, they didn't have the evidence to prove that I was in possession of marijuana. So I'm on um, cloud nine, I guess. <laughs> Congratulations. You about as, as happy. I'm celebrating every day. Shoot, I, I'm at work and I'm celebrating. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm outside last night. It's getting ready to pour down. The, the wind is is coming through a storm's coming through and i'm outside with a cigar and a glass of whiskey just celebrating so it's um i mean it's been a year you know we've been dealing with this for so long um you know sky and i have very recently decided to go public um because you know i'm a professional he's a professional uh we didn't want to get retaliation from the sheriff's department or the county or the state mm-hmm. we were just uh, you know, we we're just in fear uh, we were in fear and i think that's what their their plan was was to instill fear in us um and we were kind of just hiding out the whole time so we're just we're just blessed man um my my wife is is beyond happy um i'm so happy uh you know you want to talk about 
um, just just a work of, of magic. Um, I, I'll give you a reference because I'm an engineer. That's what my profession is. And um, there's something called dynamic break. Um, and that's when uh, a generator has a heavy load on it. And when it drops that load, the generator just overspeeds because there's just so much weight on that generator and then it's weightless. And um, that's how I'm feeling. I feel like I got no weight. <laughs> And, um, you know, my legs ain't stopped kicking. I never stopped fighting. And I'm just so excited right now that um, I can't even see straight. So well, it's just amazing. And you are a naval vet, a Navy veteran. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, well thank you for your service. And, and I, I know that this has been a long uh, process. You, you, were, you had a felony hang, hanging over your head yeah. all this time. And not only that, this is... This has uh, hurt the business. The business is, is not, you're not in yep. business anymore, as I understand it, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, so um, the, the craziest thing ever, you know, is, is when, you're, when you're involved in this industry, first of all, a lot of people that are, that are getting involved, especially the, the smaller mom and pop, small businesses, not the larger funded, we, you don't really know what you're getting involved in. You kind of got an idea. Um, but, but the, but the law is very intricate. Um, it's very delicate. Um, there's a lot of steps to it and you have to be on your P's and Q's to make sure that when you're in a position like me and Sky were put in, that there is no holes in your program. And me and Sky spent two years prior to launching our business in 2020, when we were first, we first got our license and, we spent two years studying um, every single law that was in place prior to Texas uh, officially approving licenses to grow uh, and cultivate industrial hemp. So we spent a lot of time studying. We traveled across the country and visited um, other farms. Uh, we just did a lot of resourcing and preparing. Um, and I got to tell you that um, I'm, I'm glad we spent that much time because um man uh we, we we'd be screwed right now so it's just amazing you know skylar's my best friend we grew up together um we always wanted to do something together uh we didn't know what we've had a couple of ideas mm -hmm. um here and there and you know the way me and sky always have been is we've always been so synchronized with our ideas uh, and, and there's not very many people that, that, that you get to, to do things with in life where, where you're, you're literally just so synchronized and you trust each other and you believe what each other, you know, thinks important. And, you know, if I had gone into this thing with anybody else, I'd probably be screwed. Give us a little bit of how this started. And, and it was a big misunderstanding. And, and a lot of the, pur the purpose of your conversation with us here on the Texas Hemp Show today is to reinforce that advocacy uh, that uh, Hunter was explaining to me here moments b before we went on air uh, so that this doesn't happen to everyone. There was a case a few uh, in 2020 of uh, Red River Management had this happen up in North Texas, if you guys yep. knew about that one or not. Yep. These have been happening. Um, the goal of this conversation is to hopefully educate other growers. So if they have this challenge that they know how to handle it, maybe contact Jay McGuire and the Texas Hemp Federation. But to um, educate ourselves on on this process and, and to be aware of these challenges because law enforcement is still dealing with this. 
Um, it's been one big challenge, to be honest with you, Russell. Um, it really comes back to is we, we put so much time, effort, and funding into making sure we covered all of our bases. Um, we didn't want to turn a page and make sure that, uh, and, and it not be read or understood. Um, so it's really interesting that we didn't cut any corners. We didn't um, try to do things our way, which we know a lot of people do in this industry. Uh, and, and I think what this case really, really can be made an example out of is you can do everything the right way and, and still be at the mercy, um, of the police. Mm -hmm. And, and it's really unfortunate because we were living our dream. We were doing everything the right way, according to administrative coding, TDA, administrative coding. Um, you name it, we were following all of the rules, um, but yet we've spent the last 12 months of our lives, um, you know, really in limbo as far as what's going down, why is it this way, uh, and with a large amount of no explanation surrounding it. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as what went down, I really think it would be best for for Hunter to kind of describe. He was He was there that day. Uh, I was actually getting on a on a plane to Alaska for vacation when I got the phone call when the first raid happened. Um, right. So if he wants to recap and, and kind of go over those details with you. Uh, and, and Hunter, just tell us how much flour did they confiscate? What was the amount of revenue that you've lost? Just yeah. tell your story a little bit in, in a few minutes uh, as to what happened there, uh, yeah, Hunter. Yeah, so, so they, they – ultimately took what we estimate to be around 75 to a hundred thousand dollars worth of product. Mm. Um, so it, it was about 25 pounds, but our, our business was more like a farm to retail. Uh, our, our growing facility was only about 2,500 to 3000 square feet of grow space. Um, it was all indoor hydroponic. We were probably at the time, um, actually, I think we were the only, indoor commercial hydroponic hemp farm in the whole state of texas so we had um a lot of uh attention being drawn towards us uh, internationally so we had we had people from some of the biggest uh retail distributors in the entire nation wanting to buy us out on contracts but they wanted a whole bunch so we were like, well, we want to do that. We want to be the farm that can produce that much, but we need this amount of funding to buy this big of a facility. And we had a plan for that. Um, it's kind of crazy because our, our landlord happened to own an entire city block and in which he had approximately 80,000 square feet of completely indoor warehouse facilities that he was going to give to us for basically nothing. And uh, he was only going to do that because he not only was our landlord, but became our friend. So, Russell, when I tell you we, mm -hmm. we were thriving um, at any point in the day, if we decided we wanted to sell a pound, five pounds, 25 pounds, we wanted to sell all of our product. If we wanted to sell the scraps, if we wanted to sell leaves, if we wanted to sell anything in our farm, um, it was sold in an instant. It was our choice mm -hmm. um, uh, of what we sold and how we sold it and what we sold it for. Um, I'll tell you, full disclosure, our pounds were selling for $1,200 a pound. 
um, we were we were just absolutely rampaging through as as a small business that is that was just getting started. Um, so yeah, it's uh it, it's it's quite crazy. You know, they took that from us, but I think the thing that's the most damaging at this point is they they took from us something that me and sky always believed in and me and sky have always believed in putting your best foot forward and putting your heart and soul into what you do doing being, something you believe in yeah and and man I, i'll tell you you want to talk about the biggest challenge has been for me it's just been dealing with the the change internally that i'm going through yeah. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a therapist, you know, I've, I've been struggling with my marriage with my wife, you yeah, know, and person absolutely. I love more than anybody, um, shoot my friendships, you know, because I'm, I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. Well, yeah. This whole situation and, um, forced you to move across the state too. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just because I wanted to get out in Navarro County. It was, um, half of it was I was honestly in fear for my life because what was what was being done towards me seemed malicious. Yeah, well, the struggle and, uh, the struggle is real when you yeah. are dealing with a felony hanging over your head. You, you're 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 got a, sm a family, small children. I mean, it's yeah. it, 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 you know, it's it, life is real, man. And and yeah. um, this was a this caused you to, and your family to relocate. Yeah. Well, I think that and, and you you just said some very important words and life is real. And I feel like my life was getting treated like it was, it was trash. Mm -hmm. And I, I did nothing to deserve that. Our business did nothing to deserve that. My wife didn't do anything to deserve that. And, um, it's honestly just, it, it's just such a relief to be where we are today. Well, listen guys, stay, stay, stay right there, Sky. I'm going to jump to a commercial break real quick. We'll come right back to you after our first sponsor break. It's the Texas Hemp Show podcast number 82 this week. And our friends are Sky and Hobbs Organics talking with us here on the Texas Hemp Show. And uh, we'll be right back on the other side after this break. Soul Grown Farms is a proud supporter of the Texas Hemp Show. We are commercial growers of hemp specializing in producing the highest quality of CBD, CBG, and CBN. All of our products have been given an unmatched level of care, which comes from pouring our soul into every aspect of the growing process. Voted best hemp in Colorado this year. Our commercial hemp flower is available for white label purchase today by visiting online at soulgrownfarms.com or by calling our commercial farm in Colorado today at 303-598-2311. That's 303-598-2311. We invite you to taste what Colorado already knows. That's at soulgrownfarms.com. 
At TFNB, your bank for life, we understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters. We love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing, and we believe hemp is exactly that. For over 130 years, we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future. Come tell us your story and plans for your venture. TFNB Bank, your bank for hemp. Proud to support Texas farmers. Visit online at tfnbtx.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Show is brought to you by Your Business Here. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas. The Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year, with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at TexasHempReporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. And if anyone don't like it, just look them in the eye. I didn't come here and I ain't leaving, so don't sit around and cry. Just roll me up and smoke me when I die. Now you won't see no sad and teary eyes. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show podcast. Podcast number 82 this week. I'm Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, and it is our 82nd show of the Texas Hemp Show this week. And we are talking to two young gentlemen uh, there with Sky and Hobbs Organics. One of those cases where uh, you had your COA, you had your all of your documentation, and then the sheriffs still take your take your product, arrest you, put you in jail. And so um, uh, I'm very happy for the guys that, uh, and specifically Hunter, that this is behind you now. But it is important that we tell your story so that other growers here in the Lone Star State know that this can happen. And also, hopefully, that it, we can educate you know, our, our, our fellow law enforcement officers. I don't think that every sheriff is bad out there. Uh, there are some that, you know, this is still 
getting around to them. But uh, you guys had your paperwork all in legit. You talked about in in your statement I read that you had all of your testing, you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of testing done annually on these products. So you, all your paper was legit, as they say. Sure, I'd love to jump in on this part. Um, yeah, the the one of the most craziest things that that I think uh, I think throughout our entire experience, looking back on, one of the most confusing things is is when you take the time and the money and the energy to have your COAs, your lab tests, yeah. um, which we did all of our lab tests through New Bloom and Jesse Kern. Shout out to those guys; they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when you take the time to get your transfer manifests, you take the time to get your crop permits. Um, these things take time and money and you're required to do those things to save you and check off all the boxes in case there are any questions asked by police or really by anyone, you know, that would, would want some type of answers regarding the questions surrounding uh, this new industry here in Texas. And we went out of our way to prepare for that. So, uh, you know, when it came down to it, we were under the assumption, um, Hobbs and I, that as long as we had COAs, as long as we had our transfer manifest, and as long as we had our crop permits on site, which they were sitting at, you know, in the very front desk of our of our farm, they were sitting there for a reason. So that way, in case this ever happened, um, you know, there's all of the paperwork and it's everything that the Texas Department of Agriculture required of us. Um, so, you know, for our farm to be raided, um, and then for us to go, well, you know, here's our paperwork, here's our licensing, um, and, and check off all these boxes and to still be treated like criminals at the end of the day. Um, it, it's very telling and it, it also exposes a much larger issue, I think, within the industry, which is, um, you can do everything correct. You can do it perfect. Um, that's not going to stop the, right. the maybe negative or interfering forces um, around you. And Hobbs, do you have anything else to say on that? Not, I'd say uh, say you've uh, definitely got it pretty spot on. Um, I'll tell you that um, you know me, me, Sky, and our farm manager Brandon, we were all um, in charge of compliance. Um, I managed the, the basically um, record retention. Uh, that was my one of my main jobs. Um, you know, whenever you're a three-headed dragon, uh, you, you happen to to have a lot of jobs. That just happened to be the one that I that I fell on the most. And um, quite frankly, um, hours and hours and hours and hours spent. Uh, probably more time spent making sure that we were compliant than actually being able to focus on selling our product. Um, So it's, it's an absurdity. uh, Right. And to hand over all of that paperwork um, just to be told, well, you're still under investigation, um, which forced us to close our operation. We had no idea why we had no idea really what we were even under investigation for. Yeah. Um, And then go ahead. Sorry. And then I'm sorry to cut you off sky, but then to, to, to make matters more interesting, uh, they they actually got our products tested, Russell, and they sent them to um, a crime lab, which, you know, to us, we we're like, OK, go ahead. You know, we you know, you're, you're going to get it back and it's it's not going to be marijuana. You know, we, we're right. growing uh, TDA approved varieties from 
licensed producers that are creating these seeds and, and, and they're certified. Um, but the, but the crazy thing, Russell, is that I stumbled upon the DPSs. Um, they put out a notice back in October 23rd, uh, 2020. They released an important notice regarding marijuana testing services for crime labs throughout the state. Mm-hmm. And, they, and this notice, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, not many people know about this, but they, they put out a, a full-fledged collaboration that was, that was collaborative between crime labs and stakeholders to finalize a method for testing marijuana. And they said that anything under 1% is hemp. And that's, that's the DPS testing for <laughs> felony marijuana cases. So I wasn't worried about anything regardless because it's pretty clear and apparent when you walk through the door of our building and, and, and two inches from the door is number one, a license. And then three feet from the door is, is, is a stack of paper that'll blow your mind if you try to comprehend what it is. It, it, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and I showed up that day ready to educate and they weren't ready for it. They wanted nothing to do with it, which is just unbelievable. Let me share something that we had when that, that week that Jay McGuire was on with David Sergi on the program, a few podcasts to go, we talked about the, the discussion of the testing with law enforcement and, one of the things that we thought was important was that we had maybe independent testing done, or maybe yeah. that we reach out to someone like James, Representative James White, yeah. uh, who's had some experience in this uh, law, uh, putting these, passing these laws, and getting these these bills in front of the House. But you know, I brought this to the attention of the guys. If what if we had a, a rep that made a a fair lab testing act where we forced the law enforcement to use the same testing facilities like new bloom or others that our own uh, agricultural department requires our growers to have yeah and and i i agree with that wholeheartedly and i also agree with what the texas dps put out with that notice but i think that it needs to be understood throughout these these law enforcement agencies, the district attorneys, because if you go through and read the farm bills, as well as the hemp final rules, the house bills, if you go through and read all of that stuff, it makes it very clear in law, in legislation, that it's a requirement that these departments be trained on the law. And and that to me is a is a complete failure. If if they're not being trained mm-hmm. on on something that is completely and absolutely approved legal, and people are putting their livelihoods into, first of all, they should be held accountable for breaking the law, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it says the United States Attorney General was supposed to train all these other attorney generals, and then the DAs, and then the DAs train their departments, but for some reason. Uh, you know, they know when the speeding laws change, but when the cannabis law just changed throughout the country, it's like, you know, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Yeah, they it's, had um, no idea that there was a hemp program yeah. in existence and, when they raided us. And, 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 and that's the most telling thing of it all. Yeah. Is, and is these are federal laws and there's yeah. a state program. Yeah. The, the two two of the deputies that were outside whenever we showed up to our farm, whenever they raided it the first time made it very clear to me that they had received zero training on him. Well, you know, zero. Well, you know, one of the interesting things is, and this is something that maybe 
other growers can learn and do. I know that in 2020, when we started the program, um, uh, and we and I was starting to publish the first or second issue. I think we had Sid Miller on, and I had a new client that came aboard, and this was Adrian Garcia with Garcia Brothers Organics. Mm. And when I talked to Adrian, who's up in Big Spring, and many many of you guys know Adrian, or have you seen him at, at mm-hmm. other other uh, 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 Texas uh, hemp events, but Adrian told me in 2020 that he reached out to his local law enforcement when he started growing. He was already doing honey, and he started his cannabis mm-hmm. grow up. He reached out to local law enforcement and let them come in and see his article, see his permit, see his COAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, was you know he invited them in to to really to educate the local law enforcement, and I think that yep. that was a good move. He did say though, Hunter, that one of the older sheriffs that was in that county up here in North yep. Texas didn't come down at all. Like he was one of the old boys yep. and just didn't want, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to, you know, uh, see the new stuff. He still, to him, cannabis was cannabis. But this was an older gentleman that was still in the, in the law enforcement up there. But yep. I think making, being proactive ourselves as growers and producers is probably a good move in educating, you know, the local uh, law enforcement, especially yeah. in smaller communities. So, Would you all agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we actually we made that leap whenever we were out um, campaigning for our business within the local community. Uh, we stumbled upon a, a garage sale where we happened to end up talking to one of the local police officers from Force uh, uh, He and she were dispatchers. Yeah. And, and well, no, he, he was like, I don't know if he was, he said he was some type of sits in an office and, and he's some, has to do with crime. I don't know. But he asked me, he's like, how do we, how do we differentiate between the two? What's legal? And, and I was like, look, dude, um, I, honestly, you're asking me questions that I really, I don't know the answer to, but I can tell you that, um, you know, if my product's tested, I'm following the law. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, if you ever, I said, if anyone in the county or at Corsicana ever wants to come by to observe for us to teach, you know, we're, we're ready to teach. And um, and we never heard a word. We told them exactly where our business was, and it we made gave, we gave longer. them our business cards. And- yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. We gave we gave them the exact location, which makes us go back and go, did did we set up the investigation on ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Well, by, by trying to help and educate and advocate. For yeah, you. that's a shame. That's well. Let me basically let's go back here, and I want to. They from what from what we understand, you know, they took the product, but they didn't have any evidence uh, or any evidence of of testing from their labs that were, was going to make the case that this was, uh, you know, marijuana. Um, so they never provided that evidence, did they, Hunter? No, they uh, they sent my defense attorney a corrupted disc um, that he couldn't open. Um, absolutely, and right after they sent that to him, my attorney tried to get them on the line, and they absolutely wouldn't call us back. So we went almost six months of going to uh, status hearings and trying to get in contact with the defense attorney Kathleen Cameron. And or not defense, the prosecuting attorney Kathleen Cameron, and they they rejected every call we made, 
Um, so yeah, they sent us a corrupt file and then ignored us. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and you, still you, never you received any discovery documentation. Yeah. Nothing, not not and, a single thing. And then did did Jay McGuire and the Texas Hemp Federation reach out to the DA's office? Do you know? Yeah, so, that so I, I will tell you that. So um, it, it got to the point, uh, Russell, where I almost lost my job, my career, my livelihood, my ability to put food on the table because I got a background check at work, and it popped up, and they told me I was disqualified for employment. So I, I kind of went into this zone where. Um, I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So that's when me and Sky started going public. Mm -hmm. And I see. Um, that's when Jay got in contact with us. And to anyone that's listening to this podcast, um, uh, and, and to you as well, Russell, um, Jay is one of the nicest men I've ever met and talked to in my life. And, and from the minute that the Texas Hemp Federation had us in their grasp, um, they, they took care of everything for me. I told them that I can't think straight. They said, my mental health is the most important thing. We're going to do everything we need to do for you. They didn't tell me what they were doing, but they were working for me. And um, just the, the ease and comfort I got from that while I was dealing with this career debacle, um, trying to worry about, you know, the, 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 you know, just the finances in my house. Man, I was getting ready to go fix popcorn machines at a movie theater, you know, and I, you know, I'm a mechanical engineer, you know, but I couldn't find a job. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, uh, it, it was devastating. But I'll tell you, I talked to Jay the other day um, and the Texas Hemp Federation, um, first and foremost, let me say, ad advocacy is, is, your, is your safe haven in this industry, period. But when talking to, to Jay, um, you know, he made me, he didn't tell me who all the stakeholders are with the Texas Hemp Federation or anything like that, but he reached out and he campaigned for us, raised money, um, reached out to a lot of people. Those people reached out to other people. I know that um, one of their stakeholders is some type of prosecuting attorney group of some sort mm -hmm. with complaints. I don't know, um, but I'm going to tell you that they, they came in like they were ready to prosecute me. And all of a sudden, uh, two, two and a half, three weeks after uh, allowing David Sergi and Jay McGuire with the Texas Hemp Federation to take care of me and to uh, just make sure that I was taken care of all around, uh, I find it quite strange that um, these guys just dismissed the case like it was nothing, you know, so. <laughs> Well, it's more than just strange, Hunter. It's it's yeah. uh, it's good counsel, you know, and and really uh, hats off to the work that um, that Jay does. Jay Jay runs an ad for the Texas Hemp Federation in the magazine. He's a, a, a loyal supporter of the Texas Hemp Show yeah. and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Uh, so you know, when we advocate for this kind of uh, activism to help guys like Hunter, especially uh, and Sky in this case. Uh, you know, we really need to, you know, take our hats off and and our and maybe make a contribution financially even to the Texas yeah. Hemp Federation because we only win when we all stick together, and yeah. that's what's important. Uh, you yeah. know, so Jay, Jay's actually going to be a co-hosting here on some of the shows down the down the road. He's going to be coming in and uh, say something about Jay real quick. Um, sure, I, I I gotta I gotta put it out there for for anybody with with a with a lick of doubt about the guy. 
Um, if there, if there should be a face for, for what this industry should be, it's Jay McGuire. Um, he, he's educated. Um, he's, he's got a heart of gold. Um, he's passionate about what he's doing and he knows so much about this industry. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's a blessing to have a guy like that out there that's boots on the ground and that's not just holding up a sign with, with a pretty logo on it. Um, right. he, he's out there fighting and, uh, that's what this industry needs. Someone like him. Well, stand by, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. It's the Texas Hemp Show podcast. This is number 82 this week on the Texas Hemp Show. And uh, we'll be right back after a quick break here, and we'll we'll continue this conversation after this. Soul Grown Farms is a proud supporter of the Texas Hemp Show. We are commercial growers of hemp specializing in producing the highest quality of CBD, CBG, and CBN. All of our products have been given an unmatched level of care, which comes from pouring our soul into every aspect of the growing process. Loaded best hemp in Colorado this year. Our commercial hemp flower is available for white label purchase today by visiting online at soulgrownfarms.com or by calling our commercial farm in Colorado today at 303-598-2311. That's 303-598-2311. We invite you to taste what Colorado already knows. That's at soulgrownfarms.com. At TFNB, your bank for life, we understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters. We love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing, and we believe hemp is exactly that. For over 130 years, we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future. Come tell us your story and plans for your venture. TFNB Bank, your bank for hemp. Proud to support Texas farmers. Visit online at tfnbtx.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Show is brought to you by Your Business Here. Podcast number 82. Our guest this week are Sky Hobbs Organics, or I don't know if it was Sky Hobbs Organics or is still. We'll find out if the guys have any plans to keep this uh, their interest in the hemp space here in the Lone Star State. But joining me again is Sky and Hunter with Sky and Hobbs. The two guys are best buddies. Got into business together in the in in the uh, rush for. Uh, cannabis and hemp here in the Lone Star State and and had learned a very valuable lesson there in Navarro County. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show, guys. Very important conversation we have today as we educate ourselves and our fellow growers 
and our fellow law enforcement as well. Uh, there's a lot to be uh, learned from this incident. Um, thank you to the work of uh, you know David and, and Jay over at the Hemp Federation. But uh, uh, you're, you're obviously very excited. You just got this news on Friday of last week. We wanted to get you on the show. We have to update our article that we're running in June about this to uh, update the story just to make sure we, uh, we know that uh, we, we print in the new June issue that this story, uh, that this is in fact dismissed. So uh, congratulations to you both and, and to you especially, Hunter. I know it's a big burden off your chest. Oh, yeah. Tell us how you feel now. What's the next step for you guys? What's 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 going to happen next for, for, for the both of you? Is there plans to keep this operation going? Well, um, I'm, I'm sure if me and Sky sat down long enough, we can come up with something. But, um, no, we're, um, you know, as I said before, you know, we dealing with trauma um, from, from this whole thing. And um, uh, right now, I'm personally, I'm seeing a therapist every week. <laughs> yeah, trying try, trying to uh, get my ducks back in a row in my head, but um, no, I mean we're, you know, we're. I don't. I wouldn't say that we're effectively tuning out. Um, the the problem is the the financial devastation that yeah. came from came from all that. Uh, we we emptied our, our our life savings to invest in our business, um, and put in time that. Um, when I tell you we were working 20 hour shifts for a year straight, uh, I'm not kidding you. Um, <laughs> our wives are probably glad we're, we're not doing that anymore because we were working so much. Um, it, it was a lot, you know, working full-time jobs, running a, a successful business. That's uh, very delicate and in intricate. Um, you know, it was rewarding, but, uh, you know, like anyone that started a business from the ground up with little funding, it's a lot of work. And, um, so, so right now we're, we're kind of just, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get ourselves back together, um, try to restore ourselves to, um, who we were, who we were, you know, a year ago, um, let our, let our wives and, and families just, just sit in the moment and, and, um, just feel good. And, um, you know, and, and who knows what's to come, you know, uh, I don't want to leave the industry entirely, but. You know, uh, it comes with a price. Yeah. Um, getting getting back in. I, I will say that I am quite reluctant to to getting back into it um, unless there's some type of protection that is established in law and understood across the state uh, protection for people participating in this industry. Hemp is um, legal. It's legal. Hemp is legal, law enforcement. Uh, yes. It's federally legal, and it's legal here in Texas as well, and not other, not just other states. And these laws are going to change in the road to come, in the years to come here. We're going to get better laws, and we're going to get a better program here for cannabis and hemp yeah. here in the Lone Star State. Uh, what do you want to tell guys? I've got a few minutes left here, maybe five minutes with you both, but – what do you want to impart to listeners when it comes to your case and, and other cases like this, guys? Um, I really just want to dive into how important education and advocacy is, especially if you end up in um, our situation or more, even more specifically hunters. Um, it's really crazy where we reached a point of where, where do we go? What do we do next? 
And considering uh, Navarro County was staying completely silent and just kind of letting us live in limbo, which forced our families and our children um, to question, you know, what's going on and are you guys going to end up in jail? And, um, you know, we, we didn't have answers for anybody. So, I, you know, I have a journalism degree um, from University of North Texas Mayborn School of Journalism. Mm -hmm. And I, the only thing I knew to do is tell Hunter when when you're in need and you you need resources that that aren't in front of you um, or that seem like you can't grasp or reach out for. Um, we we got to create some type of awareness. We have to figure out a way to make people care. So I took about two weeks to uh, write up a story as accurately as I could, uh, posted it on social media and just hoped that somebody would care enough to to help us. And let me just tell you, Russell, what 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 transpired from that. It's amazing. Mm. Um, Jacob Vaughn with the Dallas Observer reached out to uh, to me specifically and said, hey, um, I've, I've looked over the legal per paperwork. Uh, I read over your COAs. It looks like you've got a really good story. I want to get it. Um, I, I want to share it. Well, that became a feature story. And then from a feature story, that became a front page story for the Dallas Observer. And then from there, uh, we shared that out on our social media. Um, and then big shout out to guys like Texas, uh, the guys over at Texas Cannabis Collective and Texas Normal. They picked up the story uh, and immediately went, oh, my God, you guys, um, we, we've got to get this story out. They shared it. They told a bunch of people in the industry what was going on. Uh, and then from there, um, uh, the Texas Hemp Reporter reached out, so shout out to you guys, uh, uh, and then of course Rachel Nelson, um, mm -hmm. and then you know that turned into Jay McGuire and David Sergi and his legal team, and and here we are now, where a victory yeah, after a year <laughs> not knowing yes. where, to do or where to go, uh, you know they just dismissed his case. So it's really interesting, and it's important to understand that. Th that in this industry, especially Texas's hemp industry, we have to band together. We do. Uh, things like this happen. Yeah. And we have to we have to band together. We have to become strong because no one's going to police the police. Um, it's it's through creating and transpiring awareness that that's the only way you're going to to find change or create some type of change or, or even a subject that, that makes people care enough. For things to change yeah and uh and that's all we wanted that's all i wanted when i wrote the initial story um was just some type of help and 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 for someone to care and I, it's amazing what this industry have done especially with gentlemen like yourself Russell. well well we care we do care hunter and sky and thank you you know for both of you to reaching out to us um you know we just passed the information along we just told your story um you know, through your words, through the magazine, that's going to come out now. I mean, fantastic news that we we didn't even get the the pages to ink yet uh, <laughs> here in June, and and here you guys have already on the show as the case is dismissed. You know, we couldn't before the show before the article was going to print. We were very um, aware that you had a a court date in Ju early June, right, Hunter? Um, yep. So we we were very delicate about talking about getting you on the show. Uh, yep. We wanted to reach out. Um, we talked to Jay and and David, and it, it wasn't really something we could talk about just yet uh, because of the pending court case uh, and the court date early June. But 
you know, this is all something now that we could talk about. We went ahead and got you guys on the show this week as soon as we could. We felt it was newsworthy to, to get this out there. But it is uh, it, it, it's, uh, it tugs on the heart to know that we stick together, all of us, and, and, and make a difference. And, and uh, you know, uh, kudos to, to you getting that out there, Sky, and getting it out to Cannabis Collective, getting it out to us us getting it out to David and the Hemp Federation, uh, that thing just uh, uh, didn't take very long to get that snowball rolling down the yeah. hill and picking up momentum. Yeah, absolute blessing. I mean, I am amazed that one story that I, I personally published on my, my social media pages um, gained that, that much attraction and that much value, and it resonated within the industry enough to where resources that we, we, we didn't even know who these people were, uh, we we definitely couldn't afford them, and and here they are, and and now look what's happened, and look at look at look at the blessing that's that's happened to Hunter in this week, and all of this has happened relatively short after going public. Yeah, um, just creating awareness, and then the other thing I think on top of it, if if you ever end up in our type of situation, um, be diligent, and don't they're going to want you to give up. And they're going to want you to stay silent. And it's important that that you try to find positives. You try to count your blessings, um, and that you you diligently fight what's what's going on. If you know that you're innocent, Hunter, I'll turn to you. As we got about two yeah. minute two minutes left, Hunter, how can we educate law enforcement more to be aware that you know hemp is legal? Hemp is legal. Yeah. What so, can we? Uh, I'll let you kind of close uh, there and just tell us a little about what you know what. What can we do to, to avoid this situation in the future? Yeah, so uh, I, I, that's great because I'm a huge proponent in uh, believing that the people that are participating in the industry should be available to, to conduct training and assistance and education. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm even larger uh, of a believer in the fact that you should hold people accountable. And, and when the law states that these departments and and prosecutors and district attorneys are supposed to be educated and deputies are supposed to be educated um they they need to be held accountable on being educated yeah um and because i was educated my my business partner was educated my full my full uh full-time tax paid employee was educated so why are are we to be held accountable and they're not being held to the same standard. Right. Um, but I'm going to go back to this, guys, and I may start sounding like a broken record. Um, advocacy, advocacy, ab- advocacy. Um, if you're in the industry and you can fork off $100 a year, you need to contact the Texas Hemp Federation and support guys that are out here ready to educate and advocate. Yeah, that's a great point. This is the website we've got up on the on screen there for Jay McGuire and and uh, the Texas Hemp Federation. Uh, get out there and um, check those guys out. If this happened to any of any of uh, anyone else of you uh, listening or growing out there, uh, it's a great opportunity to to join the Texas Hemp Federation and, and support the work that Jay does because I know that Hunter appreciates it uh, as well as Sky here with uh, this this case being dismissed. So congratulations to both of you guys. 
and and, and being verbal and, and being proactive and getting the 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 message out there. Any final shout outs, guys, uh, to our listeners here on the Texas Hemp Show about your case and 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 this this great victory that you guys just heard last week. Personally, I want to post a special shout out to. Um, everybody that we worked with throughout the process from Jane Sampling was our licensed handler sampler, Matt Buchanan. Um, they were amazing. They're professional. Um, I want to shout out to the lab that we worked with, um, Jesse Kearns over at New Bloom Labs. Everybody that, that we worked with um, took compliance as serious as we did. And if it wasn't for that, we, we would be uh, up shit creek without a paddle. So uh, thank you to thank you to all of those guys. Uh, I consider them uh, partners in business at this point. So thank you guys. Very cool. Thank you both gentlemen for being a part of the show this week. Podcast number 82. Look for the story in the June edition of the Texas Hip Reporter magazine. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. But thank you both, uh, Sky Hunter, for telling your story, making folks aware of what they need to be concerned about with regards to law enforcement and cases like yours, man. Uh, it takes a lot of courage to get out there and, and, and stand up for yourself. So I salute you both and, and uh, wish you both the best in the future. Yeah, thank you, Russell. Very good. All right. Thank you guys for being a part of the show. We will conclude this. Stay tuned next week on the podcast when I have on a band uh, called Cowboy Diplomacy is going to be on the program with us here on the Texas Hip Show. And they are a local rock band in Austin. And they write songs and cover CBD and cannabis in a lot of the themes in their music. So we will change gears and have a, a cool band on the program. And then coming up, Pacalolo Plug is a store from San Antonio that will be on the program. Van Coast Seeds are going to be have another genetics program coming up on June 15th. And then uh, Dalton O'Neill will be on with uh, Andrea Steele as we close out uh, uh, June. And then we'll get into July with Veteran Scientific Labs and Dr. Pepper, Daryl Suraf, 46 and 2. A lot of stuff coming up as we heat up here on the Texas Hip Show podcast as the summer rolls in. And stay tuned and be active. Be proactive, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Texas Hip Show. We'll see you next time.